You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, January 30th. Oh, boy, massive monster night in the NBA last night. Uh, We will talk about Joel Embiid sitting. Are you guys seeing that he only can miss a certain amount of games left to be qualified for all NBA. I mean, are people going to vote him MVP? I think that's going to be a fun topic. Obviously, we got two weeks to fill now before the Super Bowl happens. So we'll do a bunch of NFL, but we will start to do NBA. And there's a kind of a sad warrior story that we're going to dig into here shortly. You guys know I'm a Steph Curry guy, but it's not looking good for Golden State. They, they legitimately could miss the playoffs. But first, I want to start with the NFL. And, you know, obviously, we're going to do plenty of Niners, Chiefs. Uh, I maintain I have I have zero bets on this game. Leaning toward a teaser, teasing up the Niners and teasing uh, the total under. But I want I want to just pivot a little bit to one of the teams that was on the doorstep, the Detroit Lions, super close to the Super Bowl. I was at my buddy's, uh, one of the great Fox members' houses, watching the game, and you know he's a Detroit guy. He's celebrating the Michigan Natty and thought he could get another one um, with Detroit. And, and it's weird because the Lions. We're so close, and we've seen this happen so many times. A team overachieves, gets to the Super Bowl, and then is like, hey, we're going to be right back here next year. Uh, Dan Marino's the most famous example. Gets there in his second year, lighting the league on fire, and then never gets back to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, uh, and again, he's got plenty of chances left, but gets to the Super Bowl, and now every year it's like, oh, Joe Burrow's going to get to the Super Bowl, right? Well, they got to pay him. They got to pay Jamar Chase, and it ain't easy. Some guys get to the Super Bowl and and never get that chance. And I just, you know, Dan Campbell said some stuff after the loss, like, hey, it's going to be really tough to get back there, and he ain't lying. Lying. You like to see what I did there? Lying, lying. Um, First of all, for starters, you're going to play the first-place schedule, and the division is absolutely going to be brutal next year. 
You guys know I'm all in on O'Connell in Minnesota. I think he's a very good coach. Caleb Williams, likely number one pick. Bears arrow pointing all the way up. And then you got Jordan Love and the Packers, who smacked around the Vikings in Detroit, who nearly took down the Niners in the playoffs, who smashed Dallas. And it's like, whoa. Arrow pointing up for Green Bay, too. Now, let's see what happens with Jordan Love this offseason. But, like, this idea that, oh, Detroit's going to be, like, a contender for years to come. Uh, hello? Ben Johnson is probably going to get a job maybe today. He's definitely getting Seattle or Washington. He's getting one of those two jobs. We know that. We just don't know which one. So now you lose your offensive mastermind. And you'll say, well, that's, that's going to be fine. Jared Goff's a veteran. Everything's going to be fine. Well, are we sure? Let's just remember what happened to Jalen Hurts when he lost Shane Steichen. I mean, Jalen Hurts was not the same quarterback. The offense was not the same. And they had Hurts' guy in there, Brian Johnson, who was the quarterback coach. So just simply promoting within, not a slam dunk. How about Josh Allen? Loses Brian Dable. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. They, they got Dable's right hand, Dorsey. He, he was with the terrible, was fired midseason. And now Joe Brady's got the job. So this idea that they're going to lose Ben Johnson to be okay, folks, I, that's just not how it works. And and I'll remind you, first place schedule <coughs> is absolutely brutal. Here are just some of the teams they will play. Schedule's not out, but the opponents are. So next year, Detroit will host Buffalo. They will travel to Dallas. They will travel to San Francisco. And the divisional opponents, it used to be this division stunk. And now they have to play Jacksonville, who's good, and Trevor Lawrence is still breathing. They got to play Houston, who won around in the playoffs, and the arrow's pointing up, and they're going to be a hot team this offseason to improve. They got the Colts, another team, arrow pointing up, barely missed the playoffs. The only layup in that division is Tennessee. Uh, they get the Rams at home. Folks, that is, that's a lethal schedule. They Seahawks, that game's never a layup. Uh, they do get them at home again. <coughs> I don't know. I, you just look at those opponents, and I was like, oof. Man, that, that is not easy. Like, they're going to be dogs in Dallas, in San Francisco, probably home to Buffalo. Like, it's going to be difficult. It would not shock me if Detroit falls back to 9-8. and eight. And, oh, by the way, I haven't even talked about Jared Goff's going to command a new contract. They got coming up Panay Sewell in a year, and then Aiden, they got to pay Aiden Hutchison. Like, this stuff, your windows are so tight. Um, I don't know, Rob. I'm not super optimistic on the Lions uh, bouncing back next year and automatically 10, 11, 12 wins and, and, and being a conference finalist contender. No, I would agree. And, and you know, I hate to be the, the stealer of fun because I said something similar last season after the Eagles lost the Super Bowl mm. because— we knew then, we didn't know they were going to get the job, but we knew then that both of their coordinators were interviewing for gigs, that they were a hot commodity, that Jalen Hurts' new contract was going to kick, he's going to get a new contract, and it was going to cost him a lot of money. And I said before the season that that one of the reasons why I was picking Dallas to win the division, not Philadelphia, was I thought they were going to start off slow, two new coordinators, and then eventually pick it up there, close strong, but then it wouldn't be enough to catch Dallas. That happened, but in reverse. They started off strong, and then they tailed off because they didn't have the coordinator situation right. Jalen Hurts regressed, so on and so forth. Something similar could happen with the Detroit Lions next season. It was reported on Monday afternoon, quietly, by the way, by the NFL Network, that Jared Goff is going to be looking to get a new contract this offseason because he'll be entering 2024 currently as a lame duck quarterback, and nobody ever wants to do that if you're a coach or a quarterback right. worth your salt. You get your money while you can. According to Ian Rappaport, though, 
The deal is expected to make Goff one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Rightfully so, I have no issue, no issue with Jared Goff getting all the money he can. The problem, though, again, is because the way these owners and these front offices operate, if you pay your quarterback, suddenly there's not enough money to pay everyone else. Even though that's a myth, that's what they convince themselves. So all of this young depth that everybody's so excited about, chances are a few of them got to go. Like, I I don't know if you're going to be able to re-up Amon Ross St. Brown and Jared Goff. Oof and Panay Sewell, and Aiden Hutchinson, while still improving on the back end like you need to. Obviously, you hit on some good draft picks that's going to help you mitigate some of that, but it, you know the way things are, somebody's going to be let go, whether you like it or not. That's just the way things operate in the NFL. That's number one. Number two, you brought it up, Ben Johnson's going to be gone, and I could make a case, as much as I like Jared Goff, that he's been more responsible for their offensive success this season than Goff has. He calls a great offense. Whoever gets him, whether it's Washington or Seattle, is going to be very happy. And I think he's one of the bright offensive minds that we have in this league, bar none, period, point blank. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, Aaron Glenn was interviewing for head coaching gigs this offseason. Now, I don't think he's going to get hired by either of the two jobs. I think this cycle is probably going to pass him up. But the fact that he's on team's radar tells you maybe next season Aaron Glenn gets a head gig somewhere. And suddenly you're back in this situation Mm. with Dan Campbell with a high-priced quarterback and he's a CEO head coach. Those are a dying breed in today's NFL. Yeah. It's Sirianni, it's Tomlin, and I believe it's Campbell are the only three that I can think of. Antonio Pierce, to a lesser extent, he has some play on the defense, but he's mostly the CEO coach now with the Raiders. But it's really, really difficult to keep this train moving knowing that the division's getting better, knowing that your roster is probably going to look different moving forward starting as early next season, and knowing you might potentially have to replace both coordinators within a span of two seasons. This is, it's a really, really sketchy situation for Detroit moving forward. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. The line opened with San Francisco as a short favorite in the rematch from... Uh, the 2020 Super Bowl, very excited. If you listen to the pod, you know which way I'm leaning. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. With code STRAIGHTFIRE, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources it's not looking good at all and again it, listen you have the charm season i'll never forget with sanchez at quarterback of the jets they they go from like rookie coach rookie quarterback with Rex Ryan, and they go to the AFC Championship game. And we're like, all right, this is the start of something great. And the next year, they got back there, and we're like, we're so close. Next year has to be the Super Bowl. And, Rob, this is not, not hyperbole. They have not been to the playoffs since that second Sanchez game. Back-to-back AFC title games, they were on the doorstep against the Steelers. No playoff trips. We're over a decade now. And, like, I, I know I'm, I, and Lions fans know I'm not going to want to hear this because they, they got a good, good team. Like, they're built well, but, again, the— and NFC just only going to get better. NFC did not have a great year. I expect, like you, the Eagles to bounce back. By the way, did, did they officially hire Kellen Moore, or is that just like a rumor? It's been reported, but you haven't seen the official press release come out yet. But it's been reported that he is their guy. Interesting. Vic Fangio's the defensive guy. But, you know, it's funny. You brought up the Jets, because I, I was looking at a list that someone put out on Twitter uh, late Sunday, and I had it bookmarked for myself. The teams that got really close, that were on the precipice of either making the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl and crushingly were defeated. And, you know, like, don't worry, we'll be back next season. It's okay. Here's some of the teams that were listed, the 2007 Chargers, remember those teams with Phillip Rivers and how loaded that team was? Yeah, they never made the Super Bowl. The Jets in back-to-back season, 2009, yeah. 2010, you're like, hey, we got Mark Sanchez, a great defense. We're going to be right there every year. Uh, no, you weren't. The 2009 Vikings. The 2017 Jaguars. Remember Jalen Ramsey in that defense? And everyone was so excited with Blake Bortles, oh, and they were Bortles. right there. I think they, they paid Bortles after that. They had 
Tom Brady and the Patriots on the ropes in the yeah. AFC Championship game, you're like, hey, this is a young team. They're going to be right back here. No, they weren't. They were picking first, not even, what, two seasons later, three seasons later. The 2019 Titans, the number one seed, they're feeling really, or excuse me, they were, they were going to be the number one seed. They ended up blowing that, that, the, uh, that's right, Ravens to, to the, to the Ravens. And then, um, they ended up losing to Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals with the, the fluke interception in the final 30 seconds that leads to Joe Burrow getting in the field goal range and going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's right. Every team that you think is right there, almost to a man, is like the opposite of right there two seasons later. Like unless yeah. you have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, like it's the not for long league for a reason. Yeah, it, and it, and who's to say yeah. that the, the Lions are be the latest example of that? All these people, Rob, are like, boy, that take aged poorly about Andy Reid maybe stepping away. Well, <laughs> let let's hold on. Um, first of all, amazing job by them getting back to the Super Bowl. Is this four and five years? Yes. Yeah, we, we've talked about it. That's that's definitely a dynasty, is it not? Absolutely. I mean, I think they have dude, they have three Super Bowls and one loss, right? They've won two, lost oh, one. This will be their fourth one here. Two, so. right? One, two, lost one. Um, and it was it was interesting because someone was pointing out to me that um, well, if you look at how you beat Mahomes, what did the Bucks do in the Super Bowl? They dropped back into a zone. And they got home with four. And they killed Mahomes. <coughs> they sacked him a bunch of times. He was running for his life. And I'm like, well, wait a sec. The Niners play a lot of zone. Goff carved it up. And they started to get home with four at the end. But I don't know. Are they going to be able to do that in this Super Bowl? Otherwise, you know, Chiefs are just going to win another one, man. I, Rob, I'm sorry. my Rudy, I'm all in on rooting for Purdy. And that's just going to be devastating to my daughter who is – um, obviously on the Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift uh, train, and is just was asking me Sunday, hey, to, what's the score, Dad? Who's winning? And they knew I was on the Ravens. So she was like, ah, I'm sorry, I, I got to root for the Chiefs, and, you know, Taylor Swift. So it's going to be, again, me going against them. <coughs> it stinks because, you know, I've kind of connected myself to Brock Purdy, and I the victory lap will be incredible if Brock Purdy pulls this off, Rob. I'll just, I'll just put that out there, by the way. Do you have Do a rooting I get, interest here or no? I actually have two. I, I feel like I'm in a win-win situation because before the season, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, even though I was ready to jump off yeah. the train after week one when I saw how terrible that wide receiving core was. So if they win, I feel like I'm vindicated because I picked them before the season. On the other hand, I've been on this Brock Purdy train since mm. like October. And, and I saw a friend of the show, Dan Orlowski, we like Dan, he's been on the pod, you know, he's not on the pod, he's been on the radio show from way back in the day. So we're, he's, he's too for, busy to do the podcast. Yeah, he's too busy not to do the podcast, but he's a friend of ours. And I, I saw him use my take. I'm not going to say he stole it because, you know, great minds think alike. I'm going to say he used my <laughs> Brock Purdy comparison to Joe Burrow take that I had back in October, and he used it on Monday during an appearance on the McAfee show. So I'm like, hey, I don't mind you using it, Dan, but, you know, send me a text and say, hey, quickly, I'm going I'm to use this. Can I give you a hat tip? But it's okay. Like, so if Brock Purdy gets it done, I'm going to feel vindicated in that regard too. So I feel like I'm in a I'm in a win-win space right now. Yeah, I don't know if I can um Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure that I can uh ride with Brock Purdy as the next Joe Burrow. Um Joe Burrow ish, but uh, Purdy's got a lot to prove. By the way, uh we'll put a cap on the NFL before we get to NBA here. Um the numbers for the Niners Lions game. You knew they would be big. I mean, drama, comeback. Uh, I mean, 
this is going to be the best, the most watched Fox NFC Championship game since 2012, which had 57 million viewers. Apparently, 56 million people tuned in for Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. 56 million. They're calling this the fourth most watched non-Super Bowl telecast in network history. And it was up 19%. Who was in the NFC title game last year, Rob? I don't even remember. Last year, it was... Oh my gosh, I'm spacing already. So the Super Bowl was Mahomes versus Eagles. So it was Eagles. Eagles, Eagles Niners. And that was the one where Brock Purdy tore his UCL. Oh, he got hurt. And, and yeah, it was yeah. the, nobody cared about that game because by the middle of the first quarter, it was over. It was like, over, right. Yeah. So 47 mil in that one. 56 million. My gosh. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to the NBA. <sighs> As I die from this cough that will not go away. You guys know I'm the biggest Steph Curry fan ever. Uh, backstory for the new listeners. I had started a podcast way, way back before I even had a radio show. And the first guest, true story, was Steph Curry. This was like in 2011, before he even got like that contract that helped the Warriors uh, start their dynasty. Um, this was like when he had ankle injuries and stuff. He was not like Steph Curry. And um, I've been a huge fan ever since. And then he was rehabbing an injury uh, I'm sorry, a surgery right before COVID, and he was at my gym, and then I saw him, and I got a photo, and I was like, you remember me, right? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I know he's lying, but, you know, it felt nice. Anyways, he does follow me on, on Twitter, but not Instagram, which hurts. Anyways, I'm the biggest Curry fan there is out there. But, Rob, this report, um, first from Shams Sharania, that everybody except Curry's on the table, followed by an ESPN report from Ramona Shelburne saying, the Warriors will not make any trades without Steph Curry's blessing. In my mind, Rob, this is real. They're, they're basically passing the buck to Curry and setting him up to be the bad guy. Hey, uh, Mike Dunleavy. But remember, Bob Myers. I, I, they don't. They, it's really never been clear, Rob, if he was run out or he quit or he was or his contract expired, they let him walk away. But it was clear that there was some sort of divide about how to prolong the dynasty. And there was the whole Jordan Poole mess, and then there was the, we got to keep Draymond, we got to pay Draymond. It, it, it just all was horrible. And depending on who you talk to, Myers wanted to break things up because he saw, like, we need to keep this going. They whiff on Weissman. Kuminga doesn't look like a whiff, but it's been it's been a struggle. And... Now, the report is Dunleavy Jr., who was I feel like was playing like five years ago. He is now the GM, and apparently he doesn't want to do anything without Steph's blessing. Meaning, hey, the Lakers want Klay Thompson. Steph, what do you think? Like, this is horrible. I get it. Nobody wants to be the guy who tears down the dynasty like Kraus with the Bulls. Remember? Uh, the whole last dance thing, and listen, this is the last run for us. It, we got to retool it around Kukoc, and we're starting over. And and now Kraus, uh, you know, he's been dead for a while, a couple of years, I think. And they just raised his, uh, I don't know if it was a banner night or a jersey, whatever it was, and they booed him lustily in the building. And, of course, the media got all huffy. He built the great dynasty. Yeah, well, all fans remember is he tore it down. Nobody wants that treatment. So what the Warriors are doing, and I feel it's kind of dirty, is saying, Steph, hey, um, the Houston Rockets want Draymond. What do you think? Should we trade him? So Steph is now being set up to be the bad guy. 
this is really chicken shit front office stuff. And Rob, you know I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. I I, I, I don't think this is going to end well at all for him with the Warriors. For starters, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. Chris Paul's obviously out now. But they are like a Steph Curry two-week absence away from missing the postseason. And, you know, even if they do get into the play-in and, and prevail, they're going to get smashed by Denver. So, I, I don't know. I just hate this for Curry. And I know people are going to feel sympathetic and, and want to keep Clay Thompson. But this is a business. It's not personal. And I know it's tough to envision Clay in another jersey. But you got to sell him to the highest bidder before he walks away and you lose him for nothing. And Andrew Wiggins, you got to ship him. I don't know what you can get. The problem is, Rob, you're selling low on all these guys. So, for me, it's just a total setup to fail for Curry and the Warriors. Yeah, I'm, I'm very fascinated by what they're going to do because, as you alluded to, they're basically pinning all of this on Steph Curry. And we did a podcast last week on the heels of the Adrian Griffin firing about the blood that is on Giannis's hands for what's going on in Milwaukee. Like, he's the one. They don't fire Mike Budenholzer without Giannis's approval, right? Giannis wants us to believe he had nothing to do yeah. with Drew Holiday getting shipped for for Dame Lillard. I highly doubt that. I have no sourcing. I haven't talked to anyone on the situation, but I don't believe any NBA team with a superstar like that is doing anything without at least consulting with their star player. It was well reported that Giannis pushed for Adrian Griffin because he did not want Nick Nurse. And so now, fast forward, I don't think Adrian Griffin gets fired without Giannis knowing about it. So, yeah. This has been the story in the NBA for years now. And it all started with LeBron James and the player empowerment era. And Steph Curry, surprisingly, has been the only superstar I can think of that has somehow avoided this situation through the entirety of his prime years. We saw LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. Jokic hasn't had to make that decision yet, but I'm feeling that's going to be coming here relatively soon because you can't realistically pay all of those guys i don't think especially in a small market like denver so you're going to be into a situation where it's either steph we're going to keep the the steph clay and dre trio alive hopefully we can ride onto the sunset and try to get another ring here which would be the romantic thing to do or you do the practical thing and you say hey draymond's falling off a cliff offensively Clay Thompson is a shell of himself. That's what a torn ACL and a torn Achilles will do to you. Um, our young guys have not hit. The two-track plan did not work. We tried doing it. didn't work out quite. We snuck our way into a championship, but it wasn't because we were so smart. It was because Steph Curry went nuclear for an entire playoff run, basically. We do, that's kind of what happened. So, Steph, do we trade these guys and try to build around you while you're still near or at the top of your game? And if if they put the ball in Steph Curry's court, I imagine just what we hear about him, the people who know him, he's going to say, don't trade these guys. I came in with them. I'm going to go out with them. I'm going to die on my sword. It is what it is. And if he does that, while he'll garner a lot of respect in the basketball community and in sports alike, I think you're going to see a lot of Warrior fans especially be kind of salty about it. Because he's absolutely good enough to be the best player on a championship team. The problem is the rest of the guys are not good enough to be part of a championship team. Yeah, what? I mean, Warriors fans don't want to hear this, but. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> I had a buddy, a local dad, who texted me. Uh, and again, I wasn't watching the game. I was driving back from my son's volleyball tournament. How can he be, how can Curry be considered one of the best ever when he gets pulled from the game with a few seconds left for defense? Now, Rob, I'm assuming this happened Saturday night, right? Yes. Lakers, Warriors. Okay. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So then I look back and I'm like, okay, not great. And obviously this guy, my buddy, is a big Kobe fan. And, you know, he's obviously Kobe's better than Curry. And, and it's, a, it's a fair – he's got a good argument. He's a, he's a smart Lakers fan. Um, and I just wonder, hearing you talk about Steph that way, if he's going to be, you know, pay, kind of pinned into a corner and, and in a bad spot, does he then say, you know what, guys, why don't you trade me and start over? And I, my guess would be no, because he, him and his family are there. They're pillars in the community, blah, blah, blah. The kids in the school. Like, I, it's not – like, it's easy for me to say, hey, hey, trade me to Charlotte. I get to go back to Charlotte and dominate where I wrecked at Davidson. You know, like, I don't I, – I don't see Curry doing that. But there's no path to, to greatness with this team. And, and if Curry were to sign off on Draymond and Clay getting shipped, like – are they going to hold it against him? Like, this is setting up poorly for Curry. And the worst part of it is, I think we, we, you and I are, Curry's in the discussion for top 10 all time. Maybe it's top 13 all time, whatever. But he's there. Yeah. And if he's missing the playoffs here this year or next year, like, that certainly does not help his cause. Yeah, and, and it sucks because 
you know, even though I'm critical of Steph Curry because I don't believe that he is judged in the same space that Durant, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, Duncan, like I don't feel like he's judged on their same criteria where if you are an all-time great player, you should be in the hunt every season. No matter what's going on around you, that's a mark of a, of a great player. That's why, you know, during Kobe's down year with the Lakers, those down years um, there between the two uh, championship runs, he was taking a lot of heat. Well, it's like, obviously, Kobe's not that good. He's just Shaq's sidekick. Look what's yeah. going on now. Yeah. His team they sucks. Couldn't get out of the, could they, they, they get out of the first, out of the first round? round. Yeah. Could not get out of the first round. And he was ripped for it. Steph Curry, for whatever reason, escapes that criticism. And, and that's an issue that I have, but that's for another day. However, the truth is, and, and this is me being totally objective, they don't have a roster that's good enough to compete. Like, they are a small team. The Lakers right now are a mediocre team. The, the, the Lakers are the definition of mediocre. They're a 500 basketball team. And yet, if they were to get the Golden State Warriors in a playoff series, I'd have zero doubt the Lakers would beat them in at most six games. Because even as, as, as average as the Lakers are, they are head and shoulders better than the Warriors because they have too many roster deficiencies, they're too small, and they're too reliant on one guy, Steph Curry. So if you're thinking that you know this team can make some kind of run, you're, you're fooling yourself. The only way they're going to be able to is if they make the tough decision and blow it up. But again, if you do that, you're, you're putting it all on Steph Curry again. You're putting the blood on his hands because you don't want to get your hands dirty. Yeah, and and the argument against I feel like the best argument for Curry is he won before Durant, with Durant, and after Durant. And you know Kobe can say I won with Shaq and then after Shaq, but he needed you know Gasol. Obviously, I don't I don't think there was anybody added to. The word after Durant left, like you can't say they added Andrew Wiggins, like that's a massive drop off, you know. Um, yeah, they, like they're, Curry's basically done everything humanly possible to exceed all the expectations he had when he came into the league. Like if you had said, you know, LeBron comes into the league, okay, he's going to be an all time great. Got it, got it. Check. Um, Michael Jordan, I, a little tougher because at the time, didn't he go third overall? It was like Elijah Bowie and Jordan. Yes. It was like a totally different NBA. It was big centric. I don't think any. It would have been a shock that Jordan would have been considered an all time great. Uh, Kobe came out of high school. I don't think anybody had him being a, a top fifteen player. Kevin Durant. I think a lot of people had pegged for greatness. Then again, he went after Greg Oden. But Curry's the one who slithered in there as I think the seventh pick overall, where he was a liability on defense. Maybe he was still a is, third point guard taken. Yeah, Johnny Flynn went ahead of him. Johnny like, Flynn, Ricky of, Rubio both got drafted ahead of Steph Curry. Oh, my gosh. And that's just not the case for anyone else in the top 10, right? There's nobody who snuck in. Like, let's see. who who, who Basically, Bird obviously was taking it for greatness. Magic, we know. Jabbar, uh, I think, outlawed the Duncan College. That's how dominant Jabbar was. And Bill Russell, will, like, you go down the list. Curry is the only real outlier, right, Rob? Am I missing someone? Yeah, no, Tim I Tim Duncan agree was that. number one? I would totally okay. agree with that. And then you go to the NFL, and it's total, like, Joe Montana, not the first pick overall. Not even close. Uh, I think third-round pick. Tom Brady, sixth-round pick. Patrick Mahomes, 10th pick overall. Like, football's so much more of a crapshoot than the NBA. Like, you pretty much know who's going to be awesome in the NBA, and nobody had a clue Curry would be remotely this good. And that's, for me, he's going to be a top-10 player all time. I'm, I'm moving heaven and earth to get him in there. But then again, I'm a, a little impartial when it comes to Curry. I think Durant's the one on the fringe, 
and there's there's a good Durant discussion to be had about he wants to know why he's not considered an all time uh, all time great. And I'm not talking top ten, right, Rob? Didn't he go on uh, and say like he should be considered the goat? Yes, he says why you know what have I not done to not be considered you know in the goat conversation? And that's just that's come on. Really? What underachieving? Is that part of the goat conversation? And I'm a Durant guy. I like him, even though he got upset at us. Um, and I, it's funny, Rob. Now I have people coming up to me saying, now, "Guys, it hoops, bro. Well, what you what you do? What you say about Cam Newton, man?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "He wants to see you at the Super Bowl on Radio Row." I'm like, okay. I'm like, first Kevin Durant, now Cam. What what happened? And they're they're acting like I'm like like I'm rattled <laughs> or shake shaken by. I was like. Okay, like so, like on to the next. I got to drive my kid to volleyball practice. I can't worry about Cam Newton coming after me. By the way, has Cam said anything about Brock Purdy, Rob? Not as I can tell. Not yet. Interesting. Now, you know, uh, my other take that I was driving home on the herd on uh, on Monday was, hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes really game managed the hell out of that AFC Championship game, didn't he? Huh? (laughs) No risk taking, no mistakes. I don't know, Rob. I. It's wrong of me to come for Cam, but I'll say this. Do you think he would do a home-and-home home with straight fire? Do I think that he would? I think if you came at him humbly, that he's the kind of guy, like, you're sure, I'll give you a chance. But if we were to just, hey, do you want to do a home-and-home, home, we ask him, he'd probably say no. Because he, you know, he'd think that he's... Yeah, he's above he's, it. I, he's above it, right. I think you sent me some Breakfast Club clip where he was like, I started, I got to get paid for this, or I'm not, I'm not yeah. working for free. I'm like, bro, yeah. You're talking about sports. Who's paying you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But like in college basketball, some people try to get the home and home, and some of the big schools are like, "Nah, man, we're we're not going to visit you." You know, one of those deals, right? So I don't know. Um, anyways, any any final thoughts on Curry? Like, what do you think happens, Rob? Is he traded? They the status quo? Maybe they try to ship Chris Paul and Kuminga. I just I don't know how they retool around Clay and Draymond. I'll tell you what. I think that Steph Curry is one of those guys who's really loyal to the soil. Draymond would have been traded like three years ago were it not for Steph Curry because he's really yeah. fallen off. And I think that he's going to say, I'm riding with, with Clay and Dre all the way to the wheels fall off, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he's going to go out admirably, but he's going to go out meekly, similar to the way Kobe Bryant did in his final year to the Lakers. Mm. That's, a, that's a strong take. All right, we'll end on that. Um, NBA's getting spot. We haven't even talked about my guy Luca going for 73 over the weekend. 73! Everybody's right, doing back. it these days. <laughs> back tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.